Hey everyone, welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast. You'll be hanging out with me. Uh, My name is Catherine and I'm a part of the Guide Culture team. You know guys, the mission of Guide Culture is to help you bring your message to life and to be able to explain it so clearly and so confidently that people will listen and you can make the impact that you were born to make. If you're interested in Guide Culture, I want to let you know that we have two options for you. The first is our four-week online training and the second is a three-day in-person intensive where you'll be immersed in the training with Loy, Macy, and myself. You'll be getting live training and live feedback. This is for you if you do want to see results even faster. The next date for that is March 4th through 6th. We have a few spots left and we hope to see you there. Cannot wait. Without further ado, let's get into today's topic. And that is the topic of being salesy being salesy. Gosh, I've never heard a single person in my whole life say, you know, I just like want to be salesy right now. I want to be salesy when I grow up. Like, no, 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 no. No one wants to feel that way. And in fact, I actually just looked up what it means to be salesy. And you know, it basically means that you're pushy or being inauthentic and you're constantly making a hard sell. And the most important thing is that the person on the other end of the transaction is not vibing it. They're like not happy with the situation. They don't feel good. And then you don't feel good either. So, you know, I've heard a lot of people denying being a quote salesperson. So I think it's important that in light of all of this, there needs to be some clarification. Maybe there's some confusion because being a salesperson doesn't mean that you have to be sales. It doesn't mean that you're pushy. It means that you, as the authority, the expert, it means that you exchange your transformative offer with their thank you. And that thank you comes in the form of money. You know, we like to say that money is just a certificate of appreciation. It's nothing more. It's not emotional. It's just a thank you certificate of appreciation, all right? So being a salesperson and being salesy do not actually go together, especially not you know, in the guide culture world. So let's just put that out there. But you know, I totally get it because you see, and maybe like we've all felt being sold to, right? Like you've been in a, in a situation where the person was salesy with you and they didn't really feel like they cared about you. Maybe they were inauthentic. Maybe you even felt like they were lying to you just so that they could sell you what they had. And that doesn't feel good. So I totally get it. In fact, I wanted to know even more from you guys what you thought. So the other week on Instagram, I said, hey, what makes you feel salesy when you're selling something? Because if you're listening to this podcast, you may have an online business or something where you're trying to get people to buy the thing that you have and it needs to like pay your bills, right? And so you maybe feel the pressure and you're like, gosh, but I feel salesy. And then that's just all conflicting. Here's some of the stuff you said. You said that when I sell, I feel like I'm being self-serving. You know, it makes me feel salesy when people ghost me. Like what's wrong with me? Am I being salesy? When you start talking about the price, when you're posting about it too much, 
when you lead with the relationship, but you actually know deep down that your intention is to sell to them, that that makes you feel salesy. When you verbally vomit on people, you're like, ah, why did I just do that? I feel so pushy and inauthentic and salesy. When you post your discounts and your specials, that makes some of you feel salesy. When you reach out to people just cold, that doesn't always feel good to some of you. When you know that you need them so that you can make money, that makes you feel salesy. Knowing that maybe some people are judging you for having a product that you sell, that doesn't feel so good. Okay, so I think by now you get it. This is very common. I mean, I've, I don't think I've ever gotten so many responses on Instagram as I did here. So let's just talk about this. So what I want to get to today are the three things that you can do to not feel salesy. And I am so excited to talk to you about this. I think that today you can, you can literally implement this today and experience some freedom and some wins. And I can't tell you just, I need you to share with me if you do, because this is groundbreaking, I think. Okay. That's a little bit of an overstatement. I think you're still going to be happy. Okay. The first thing that you can do to not feel salesy is to shift your mindset. Now, I understand where you're coming from with all these things that y'all sent to me. I get it. You're, you feel pushy. You're asking them to buy the personal gain, the judgment, all that. Go ahead and remove all that from your brain. Pretend like that doesn't even exist and shift to a mindset of, man, like I know that someone out there needs what I have. I want you to almost like have some empathy for maybe what they're going through. Maybe even some, like you kind of feel their pain a little bit. And so your heart for them just wants to serve them, right? This isn't about what you're getting or what you're doing. It's actually about what they need, okay? And specifically when it comes to the money that you need to make in order to live your life, okay? This is a mindset that is very important, okay? So not only are we kind of thinking about them more than ourselves, but also when it comes to money, I want you to shift your mindset from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. Just the other day, an amazing student of ours was like, hey, you guys, I'm like really in a financial bind right now and I need these people to buy from me. It's stressing me out and it doesn't feel good and I just, ah, it's frustrating. Well, I get it. And like most people in sales, most people living, like they need the money that they're working for. Okay, so what I told her was this. Hey, keep working as hard and as with as much intensity as if you're in a ton of debt, but with the heart, like you already have a million dollars, right? Like, yes, keep working hard, but also with the mindset, like I already have everything I need. I already do. Now, whether you truly do or not is not the point. The point is that you are acting out of abundance because when you act out of abundance and like, hey, I don't need a thing. I have everything I could ever want. People can feel that. Your tone change changes, your posture changes, your confidence changes. And I'm telling you, it makes the world of a difference. And she's like, wow, like, yes, I can be as intense as if I'm like super in debt, but as at peace, as though I have all the money I already need. And now I'm just here to serve whoever needs the help that I have to offer. So just remember, just intensity and also peace, right? And that's with the abundance mindset. Now, I know that it's still a real thing. Like, hey, you may need the money. And another way to look at this is like to be detached from the sale. You, you don't need it. Okay. That comes with the abundance mindset. Be detached. When you don't need the sale, you are free to help this person figure it out if it's even a good fit for them. Are you and them even a good fit? And can you really truly help them? 
You see, every business at the end of the day has a purpose to serve, to solve a problem, to ideally provide a positive transformation in the client's life, right? Like a gym's purpose is to transform a person maybe from lethargic or gosh, pre-diabetic or lethargic to energetic, right? The coach wants to transform someone from being uncertain to confident and consistent in their work right? So at the end of the day, you may provide a transformative result. You should only want to sell to someone if it's a good fit. Okay. And I have a spoiler alert for for you because just because your product and service or your gym or your thing that you do, just because it's amazing does not make it a great fit for everyone. Okay. I know maybe you've been told, maybe it's by your company or by your boss or your leader that every single person is a candidate for your thing. And while I'm sure that in some aspects that could be true, the reality is not everyone is a good fit for your product. And we, you can truly own that and just know that there's still plenty of people who are a good fit. They just need to find, you just need to find each other. You will be a lot more at peace and you won't be wondering why every single person isn't clamoring for your product or even hitting, you know, the submit button on the payment page because it needs to be a good fit. Here's the thing. If you force a bad client, if you force someone who's not a good fit, they will end up costing you, right? You may get money temporarily, but they'll cost you time because they're going to drag it out. They're going to be complainers probably. They're going to cost you energy because you're like, oh my God, this was never even worth it. They're probably going to cost you money because time is money. And, you know, they might be asking for discounts. They might be asking for refunds. They might just, who knows, right? They won't be super happy and neither will you, all right? So when you can shift the mindset to helping with, abundance the people who are truly a good fit and we're going to talk about how to know if they're a good fit later in the podcast but this will make you so much more prepared to truly help them okay the second thing that you can do to not feel salesy is to make it all about them Okay, you are no longer a topic of conversation. (laughs) And the first way to do that, you guys, I want you to listen. I want you to say this out loud, something. Okay, we are shifting it from I to you. We are no longer talking about I, me, myself, and I. You are no longer talking about you. We're talking about them. So you can say it out loud. I talk about the other person. This is so, so minute of of a shift, yet so grand on the on the big scheme of things because people are really used to talking about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. This includes me and you. We're just human people who love to talk about ourselves. If we can become the professional and the expert who talks about them, they're going to be like, "Oh my god, they actually care about me." Oh my goodness, finally. Now, here's an example of doing this on Instagram, right? Let's say you're talking about a new protein powder that you bought and you really love it and it's like really actually curbing your cravings and your sugar cravings and you feel so good about it. Now the average person who doesn't know how to serve people well might say hey I just got this shake I really like the flavor the texture is really good it curbs my cravings and I feel really good for more hours in the day and I can even skip lunch sometimes I don't know whatever people would say now what you are going to start saying what the expert and the professional is going to start saying is hey you guys I wanted to quickly tell you that this shake 
is really awesome if you like, you know, more natural flavors. It's strawberry, but it doesn't have any artificial sweeteners in it. So it's actually not too sweet and it will keep you really full for, I would say a few hours. And if you were to have it at lunch, it could replace your lunchtime and you can have more time to actually get work done or have a conversation with someone instead of worrying about what you're going to have for lunch. So if that's something interesting to you, you know, feel free um, to ask me about it and I would love to help you. Do you feel the difference in it being all about hey, I love this shake versus, hey, you will like this shake if you are the kind of person who blank, blank, blank. Make it all about what they might like and it's gonna be such a better fit. People will respond so much differently and it puts you in the position of the professional and the expert. It's so much more fun too and it's just a habit that you can easily add into your conversations in the way that you post. The next thing in making it all about them is asking questions. Okay, now this might sound totally common sense. Let me tell you, it is the easiest thing to make assumptions about people, to make assumptions that maybe every woman in her 20s wants to be a stay-at-home mom or, you know, make the assumptions that everyone wants to lose weight or that everyone wants to feel more confident without makeup on, right? It's just so easy to make that assumption. And, you know, the best way to know and to serve people and to not feel salesy is to have a genuine conversation. You guys, this actually makes it fun to genuinely be interested in the other person, okay? And the other real benefit to asking questions is so that you, again, going back to the last point, you can know if it's a truly a good fit and you can know specifically how you can serve them. All right, so for example, let's say that you're posting about your product and it's a skincare product, okay? They may tell you, hey, I I really need to get rid of my acne. Maybe you sell workout programs and they say, hey, I really need to get back in the gym. I really need a new workout regimen. So you could be like, oh my God, finally, I got a sale. Like, I know it. They're gonna get like the biggest bundle. I hope they get the biggest bundle. Like, oh, I just have got to hit this goal. Okay, you could go into that mode or you could go into expert professional serving mode instead of the salesy mode. And you could actually not take their request at face value and instead say, hey, tell me more about why you think you need a new workout routine. What's going on? What are your goals? Why do you feel like what I've said about this program is a good fit for you? I'd love to know so I can serve you really well. Hey, tell me more about your acne. How long have you had it? What does it flare up? Ask questions so that you can get to the root of what they want, why they need it, what are their ultimate goals, and if you truly have something to offer for them. Now, I can't even explain this enough because when someone is genuinely interested, and people are because you have, I'm sure you have an amazing offer, there's no reason why they shouldn't be interested. And when you can be genuinely interested in them, I promise you, they want to talk to you about their problems. They do. That is human nature. It's when you come off with that tone of like, oh, well, how can I like get you to buy it? That's not what they want. What they want is to be heard and they want to be helped. Okay, so just know if you can detach from the sale and truly ask what their needs are, they will talk to you probably more than you even ever wanted them to. And that's a great thing. Another part of asking questions is to listen. Like really listen and activate your professional listening skills. And what what active listening is, is repeating back to them part of what they say. Like repeat back for clarity. For example, I was just reading when a waiter 
has a table at a restaurant, right? If his customers order from the waiter, when he repeats back to them in the exact verbiage that they ordered their food in, that waiter gets an average of 20% higher tips. All because he repeated an exact detail what they said to him. This is an amazing example of the power of really truly listening with those professional servant ears. Okay, we're servants. We are serving them with abundance, right? I know that that is the heart that you have. And, you know, asking really good questions, thoughtful questions and listening with intent is going to be a huge, huge part of that. Okay, now the last third and final way to not be salesy is to add value to their life. Add value to their life. Make it so much more than what you offer. Okay, I have a, a few examples of this depending on maybe what sphere of work you're in or whether you work online or offline or both. So I just want to kick this off with a Zig Ziglar quote. Zig Ziglar is like a king of personal development and he said, you can get everything in life that you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And if you think about it, what do people really want in life? Think, let's break this down. If, if we can have everything that we want by helping other people get what they want, then heck, what do other people want? <laughs> Y'all, people want to be happy. Okay, so what makes people happy? Well, everyone's different. Typically, when you make someone's life easier, maybe more efficient, maybe more productive, maybe more at peace. I mean, there's so there's probably millions of examples of what makes people happy. But if there's something you can do to improve someone's life based on something you're good at, and you could teach them that is worth sharing. And I'm gonna give you some examples. Like maybe you don't sell workout routines, but you really do love to work out and and you know that it makes your life more, you know, at peace and more healthy and you sleep better and it does make you like a happier person. Maybe you can share how people can get in a, you know, a 30 minute routine and feel stronger and feel happier and feel better. That is a value add. Maybe you're a mom and you know that when you can pack your kids' lunches the night before, that makes your mornings easier, that makes the whole family happier, and the kids are happy and you're happy. Maybe you start posting about how you pack your kids' lunches the night before quickly and it makes everyone happy, right? I also heard a story about a friend who was just struggling in her online business. I think she was selling skincare and she really, really loved to bake. Okay. Now this has absolutely nothing to do with skincare, nothing at all. And so she didn't even believe that posting about baking, her baking tips would add value to anyone. And you guys, the day that she started giving her tips about how to, you know, make a more, I mean, just be a better baker. And it was some tip about I don't even remember, but the point is she gave tips about something that was so unrelated to her business and you guys, people were flooding her messages, okay? They were not asking to buy her product right then, but what were they doing? They were getting to know her. They were building trust with her. They were benefiting from what she was saying. And I'm telling you, this makes a huge 
difference. Another example could be posting encouragement. And at the end of the day, if you can post and talk about and teach people about things that are aligned with your beliefs, that is where it's really going to make a huge difference. I believe that at the end of, you know, the day, you know, if you look at your week at as a whole, if you post about your business 20% of the time, then you can feel good about that. You don't need to feel guilty or anything if you are spending 80% of that time adding value and making other people's lives happier, encouraging people. So many different examples, right? There's another story that just happened recently where one of our most recent students who she was about to close a sale with a very, very promising and exciting client. She wasn't sure if this deal would close and it got to this point where they're like, hey, we might have to put a pause on this and I'm so, I'm sorry, you know, it's just not, not the right timing. So what she could have done has been like, okay, whatever, like that sucks and just like moved on. She didn't though. And her and I were talking about it and she's like, okay, what can I do to like basically add value to their life? Even if I don't work with them right now, because what you need to understand is that a current experience for you and your, especially your customer, your future customer is future currency. Okay. Let me say that again. The current experience is future currency. If you can give them a great current experience, even if they're not buying from you, that is future currency. And when they come back to you, they're going to be ready. They're going to know, they're going to trust you, and they're going to be just, it's going to be a better fit at that time. So she knew this and she was like, well, how can I add value to them now, even if they don't buy from me. So we talked about how she could offer a free call just so that she can offer some of her expertise and like getting them help now, just a quick little tip now so that they would be in a better place by the time they did come to her. I don't know how this turned out, but that is such a good example of adding value, going beyond your call of duty. And usually adding value is free. Okay. This is like where you go above and beyond and you don't charge for it. Okay. That is kind of the best way to think about this. So she was going above and beyond by offering some tips to them in the meantime before they work with her so that they were in a good place by the time they did work with her. I hope that those are helpful and I hope that they are concrete in your mind about how you can shift your mindset, make it all about them, and add value to people's lives in a way that feels so good to you and them. More importantly, you guys, those are three things that I think you should start with today to make your sales feel as good as they should. Because at the end of the day, you are serving people. So you can go from salesy to serving and all of it will actually end up even better than you could imagine. Please let us know if any of these tips have helped you. I want to thank you so, so, so much for listening to this. If you want to rate and review the podcast, you have no idea how much that would mean to us. What it does when you rate and review is it really, it helps us know what you like, what you would like to hear on the podcast. And we will totally do topics based on your requests and it helps other people get access to it and to put it out in the podcast universe so that more people can be served. And that is our goal. So I hope you enjoyed this. I cannot wait to hear what you think about it. And we will see you next week, friends.